Across America, BP supports more than 275,000 jobs to keep energy flowing. Jobs like building grid-scale solar energy in Ohio and producing gas with fewer operational emissions in Texas. It's and, not or. See what doing both means for energy nationwide at bp.com slash investing in America. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irving Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Good morning, millennials, and welcome back to The Toast. Happy Thursday. Hope everyone's having a great day. It's a great day. Jax is back in studio wearing a cardigan that I gave to her that apparently she doesn't hate. It's a cardigan. Yes, she gave me this cardigan in the second wave. The second wave of cardigans. That one's giving like college professor at a New England Ivy League. Oh, no. They're not nearly this fabulous, Turdy. No, but it's giving like older gentlemen. I think it's giving student. I think it's got giving college student as an perhaps it's giving TA on the track to professor. No, it's a little collegiate, collegiate for sure in the student category. I think. Okay, I mean it's mine. I'm not insult. It's not insulting if it's mine. But you look great. Thanks, and you're giving like 2018 toast. What do you mean 2018? It's right here. No, I know, but like. I just oh. feel like I'm used to looking at this every day, but when I see the print in action, I'm like. Those were the days. Forgive me for trying to create synergy, as this is from one of our sponsors today that I will be discussing in the latter half of the show. But it's like, if you were to stand in front of the wall, you'll disappear. Because I'm so tiny. It's because you're so tiny. Yeah. Um, Today's Thursday. It's our last in-studio episode of the week tomorrow's episode is audio only kind of our version of a summer friday if you will it is because it's a holiday weekend and the sweater's also giving a little july 4th a little yes it is a it little is. red white and blue ah the best weekend of the year and today this year falls on a tuesday which is interesting yeah because they have to give us like 12 days off right they they have no choice <laughs> so there's like if you t- if you have a summer friday a lot of people work from home on Friday, so you get like Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. But you're not going to go into work on Monday when July 4th is Tuesday. What a waste. But then next year, very interesting. I think the best possible day for the, you know, the working woman that July 4th could fall on is a Wednesday because either you go Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday, or Friday, Saturday, Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. You know, you could do the back half or the, la- or the front half. For sure, but like everyone kind of has to be in agreement on what we're going to do. We'll figure it out next year. I'm leaning towards Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I would agree. And then also that means you get a little of the Tuesday before. July 4th Eve. What, nobody's working on the July 4th Eve. It's interesting. It sucks when a holiday falls on like a Saturday. Ugh. It's so not worth it. But That'll happen in like five years. Yeah, but you know what? There's two-sevenths of times where it falls on the weekend. There's, and five-sevenths of times there's that There's two-sevenths. But... Kind of three sevens because it falls on a Friday. It's not like amazing. It's just Friday, Saturday, Sunday. I could talk endlessly about holidays. <laughs> like add it to Claudia's list of favorite things. I wonder if there's like a committee or a department in government that like does, decides like does holiday logistics. Yeah, there. I think it's us. <laughs> like the way we talk about it, we should be paid for the, for our time. 
We spend so much time thinking about it. I feel like literally everyone with a job does. Like they're always thinking about what holiday's coming up and like how to maximize yeah. the time off. Yeah. I think no? that's why Thanksgiving's such a great holiday because it's like a dedicated day. It's always Thursday. And you know you're getting four days plus a little Wednesday night. Yeah. And you can count on that. And Thanksgiving, I mean, let's keep talking about holidays. Thanksgiving is just an amazing holiday. Like, I don't have one complaint about Thanksgiving. I love the time of year. I love the aesthetic. It's like very autumnal folklore vibes. I love Thanksgiving. It's one of my favorites. Yeah, I agree. So I guess you could say like a holiday falling on a Thursday is good too. Yeah, I, I, you could say that. So Friday is the only dicey day. Saturday and Sunday too. That sucks. Like imagine if Thanksgiving oh. was on a Saturday and like it just wasn't special. No. I'd like to meet the man and shake his hand who decided Thursdays would be, I think it's because Thanksgiving Thursday. Thursday, we're thankful. Throwback Thursday Thanksgiving. I think it was kind of like a branding thing, which I love. An alliteration. I wouldn't mind if it was Wanksgiving though. Because <laughs> <laughs> then we'd get Wednesday off too. Yeah. And Tuesday night, you know? Oh. And while we're at it, Thanksgiving. What about Thanksgiving? It wouldn't work because then we'd only have Monday off. And we have so many holidays like that, so, which are nice. Memorial Day. Right, but they're not complaining. But they're no Thanksgiving. They're no Thanksgiving either. No, that's for damn sure. Yeah, but it's funny how they don't like have a, a federal holiday that's always on a Wednesday. Right. And maybe if everybody started celebrating Thanksgiving, we could talk about it. But maybe, we can't. Maybe Friendsgiving could become but that's an official holiday. But we're already off. Oh, it's the, the Friday before. No. Thanksgivings are always the week, like the things, the Thursday before. People do it like the week before. Oh, is there really that much? Hoopla. And. Rules. Yeah, like. <laughs> yeah, there is. It's people take. Structure. Take, people take Friendsgiving really seriously. Maybe I'm just bitter because like I don't have any friends. But Friendsgiving like, is giving Galentine's. Sadness. <sighs> Friendsgiving is giving Galentine's. And I'm good. As much yeah. as I want more holidays, I, want, I don't want those. No, I completely agree. Don't invite me to your gals 10 times. Galentine's birthday. Birthday. I can't talk. But don't invite her to your Galentine's birthday. Don't. Don't. My birthday is coming up. I haven't even really like been speaking about it. I'm so mature. You haven't been speaking on it? No, Do I Do you want to come on here today to talk about it? No, but speaking of people who like came on to talk about, do we have a story today about Colleen? No, because... I like it. <laughs> no, because it's like... Just so it's confusing. Deep, it's deep internet and culture. And I'm not versed enough in her history, and then like all the stuff that's happening now. I've seen some things. I've read some articles. You've sent me some videos, but I still not enough for me to like form an opinion about this person. I don't know her. No, same. I don't really know what the backstory is, but all I know is that Colleen, who does like Miranda sings, she's like an OG YouTuber, is like found herself in like some sort of scandal, and as YouTubers do, they went online to make a, a video about it, and she took a different approach. It, definitely feels like something I might do where she sat down with a ukulele and sang her her apology slash non-apology it wasn't an apology she was addressing things right um and it was truly one of the weirdest things I've ever seen it was like a 10 minute song and she was also like acting and then she like stopped but then she started again and I commend her because you know the apology addressing video it's it's a tale as old as time it's almost formulaic at this point where it doesn't feel like the person is really like, they're just doing it to no, do they're it. They're a hostage. Right. In a crisis. So I commend her for taking a different route. If it didn't send a chill of cringe down my spine, I would commend her more. But I think, I actually, I like the approach that she took. One, because it's, she's trying something it's new. different. It's different. And two, because it really, it's a pretty smart tactic. It's very distracting. Yeah. And now we're just talking about, like. The cringe. What a weird video. Not yep. what she did. That's actually very Allegedly. true. Allegedly. That's very true. So. 
I like it. Because why? I like it. And I like that we have a great show today. We didn't do Dear Toasters yesterday because we had a guest, and I just wanted the guests to be able to, like, you know, speak their truth. Yeah. And so we have Dear Toasters today. We've got great stories. And it's just like a gorgeous Thursday, except on my way to work today, I walked, and there was all this, like, a kerfuffle on the corner. And I was like, what is going on? You always find yourself in the kerfuffle. I know. I'm kind of like a woman of the streets. You're like the Forrest Gump of kerfuffles. A hundred percent. I run towards drama, and there were all these people, and there were fire trucks, and then I turned the corner, and I saw that Tiffany's, the iconic Fifth Avenue location the flagship store which has been under renovation for like three years Mm -hmm. and just reopened like their new fancy facility was literally in flames there was like tons of fire trucks smoke pouring out everywhere everyone was standing around filming so yeah sorry to them hope everyone's okay i hope everyone's okay but like my god they literally flames no actually just smoke just smoke but they did open a restaurant in the new, they redid the whole thing, revamped it. It took many years, and now they have a restaurant. Blue and I have, Cafe. I have to imagine that perhaps it started in the restaurant. That's a good theory. Unless anyone was just like striking matches in the jewelry display section. Maybe someone lit a cigarette. Well, you heard it here first. Tiffany is ablaze. Yeah, they're still working on it. Oh, you when you got? Yeah, I had. To, I was rerouted. That took me forever to get here. Crazy times, New and York. I couldn't like get out and walk. Because of the smoke. Cause, no, because I'm not like in walking form. Form. 100%. So. Crazy. You heard it here first. Woman on the streets. I got interviews with everyone. And what were they saying? Did you get the cause? No, everyone was really standing around filming. Like it was so. It's so ridiculous. It is, but like I was too. And no. I felt like so dumb. How long did you stay there to film? Ten, ten seconds. Okay, then that's fine. It's like, it's like the kind of thing I'm like, oh my God, everyone was filming. And then I was like, damn, wait, the people need to know. Got to film. But like I have an audience yeah. of people. Like I'm you have different. A duty. I I do have a duty because I had coffee for breakfast. You have a duty to do. I have a duty to do daru, which is what we're about to do daru. How is do daru? Theo's doing well, really doing well. Um, putting the family on his back, being a ray of sunshine. It takes its toll. It does, but he handles it with such grace. You would never know the pressures that he's under. You would never know what's going on behind the scenes. Yeah, I saw him yesterday. I saw Bruno yesterday. And he was looking fine as ever. Yeah, those walks, when he goes out on his walks, that's like me time for Theo. Like he recharges his battery so that he can continue to give and give and give. And and we can continue to take and take and take. Yeah, that's beautiful. Yeah, it's the cycle of life. It's beautiful. Should we dive in? I guess so. Stories are, there's a lot to know today, but it's like, I don't know that it's going to be like hot take central. You know oh, what I mean? That's wow. what I mean. They're stories. Well, I haven't heard them yet, so I'll see what I can come up with. Come up with. You know, you'll see. You'll see. It's just like news, you know? Yeah. So without further ado, here are the fast five stories that are news that you need to know. And today's episode is brought to you by Mattress Firm. Mattress Firm has a huge selection of mattresses from America's top brands at every price point. Mattress Firm has their own brand of mattresses and accessories, also called Sleepies, so that you know when you're going into a mattress firm, like you're getting the best of the best, creme de la creme, top tier. What does that mean, though, when you say creme de la creme? Oh, I'm so glad you asked. It actually means cream. Okay. It's very confusing. Cream of the cream? Cream of the cream. Okay. Cream of the crop, actually, I think it means. Um, so the sleep experts from Mattress Firm tapped into their over 200 hours of training and experience, helped millions of customers get the rest that they need by creating a best-selling line of mattresses, pillows, bedding, and protectors. I just got new pillows from Mattress Firm, from their sleep experts. Ma- pillows are very personal, and that's why it's like nice to talk to somebody, an expert, because Ben, also, we can't just get one pillow for the whole bed. 
Ben likes soft. I like more firm. We have different needs. Ben likes to sleep with one pillow. I like to sleep with two. So the Sleepy's Coconut Bliss pillow has tons of features that help give you a great night's rest. The aromatherapy and gentle fragrance have made this pillow a customer favorite. They have memory foam to conform to your head and neck for proper alignment, for relaxing pressure relief, and a soothing support. Also, they have more airflow, so if you love the cold side of a pillow, this one is for you. Sleeping on the right pillow and mattress is so important, and waking up well-rested makes everything more clear. So Mattress Room is just the place for everything bed. Everyone knows that. They're the best for the best. And the right mattress matters. Find yours with Mattress Firm's July 4th sale, which is happening right now. Shop in store or online at mattressfirm.com. I mean, we love holidays for so many reasons. And one of them is the sales. And honestly, I Mattress Room has a couple really good sales a year. That's where I got my mattress like four years ago. And the July 4th sale is not to be missed. Today's episode is also brought to you by The Perfect Bar the original refrigerated protein bar that you know we love. If you haven't heard, Perfect Bar just launched a new line of protein bars called Perfect Bar Layers. Perfect Bar Layers are a new line of crispy protein bars stacked with three delici- with delicious layers and made with whole food nutrition. They're made with crispy base of peanut and cashew butter, layered with dark chocolate or 100% real fruit, and then they're sprinkled with toasted gluten-free oats. They're packed with up to 11 grams of protein and they come in two delicious flavors. The first is crispy peanut butter and chocolate, and the second is crispy peanut butter and berry, which is basically like a healthy peanut butter and jelly. Because Because they're made with whole food ingredients, they're classic blend of 20 organic superfoods, and they contain no artificial preservatives. Perfect Bar layers are stored in the fridge, so you could say that these bars are stacked and packed. If you aren't convinced already, they're also non-GMO project verified, they're gluten-free, soy-free, kosher, and low GI. The best part is that you can now find them in the refrigerated section at Target's Nationwide. You know we love a perfect bar. We keep them here at the studio. I keep them at my house. Ben loves them. Throw them in your purse, and when you like crash in the middle of the day, you'll get a bar that's delicious, that keeps you full. It's full of protein. It's just always good to have on hand. They also know that it'll be love at first bite with the perfect bar, so they're offering you a chance to try their new refrigerated protein bars for free. Here's how it works. Sign up for email or text, upload a picture of your receipt from your local grocery store, and they'll reimburse you for the cost of one bar. It'll go directly into your Venmo or your PayPal account, which is pretty cool. All you have to do is go to perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get that free perfect bar today. That's perfectsnacks.com slash toast to get a free perfect bar today. Happy snacking. Thank you, Claudia. You're welcome. Also, not to get sidetracked, because I know the stories are waiting for us, mm-hmm. but you had your book club last night. I did. It was a, a great success. It was so, we, I drove, you know, I've been talking about that for like and weeks. And how were the dynamics in the car? Well, they were really good until Abe got in the car and we realized he was so quiet and I turned around and he's reading because he didn't finish the book, which is like a big no-no, you know, come on, like finish the book. And I understand it was 700 pages and if I can finish it, anyone can. That's true. Also, just reading in a car is a crazy thing to do. Uh, I read in cars. I could never. I, I wish know. I could. I'd be so much more well-read. Yeah, I read it like all the time in cars. And I mean, you could have put on the audio tape for him and could have all listened. Why? Like, we had to do it. You have to do it. You know, it was yeah. every man for themselves. Yeah, but how did the book go over? Without a hit, without a, oh, the book went over, the group was divided. Mixed reviews. Well, we were uh, operating on a a smaller book club. Two of our members couldn't come. So five out of seven. And three of us loved. Two of us did not like. Which sparked interesting debate. Yeah. Um, But something crazy happened. We went to the suburbs. One of our members lives in New Jersey. We crossed interstate lines. And the craziest thing happened. So we all left. Me and Abe are like close to the car in the driveway. And Margo and Rachel are like saying goodbye to Raquel, whose house it was. Like, so, so they're like in the yard. I would say there's about 20 feet between us. And literally, it's pitch black. 
right behind Rachel and Margot, probably three feet behind them, the biggest deer you've ever seen in your life, but it was behind them. They didn't know. I literally, you know, when you're so like freaked, you can't say, I'm like, Margot, Rachel, <laughs> like I couldn't speak deer. And they turn around and the deer is chilling, like not, you know, deer are supposed to be afraid of human. No, they're walking. He's getting closer. Yeah. Margo and Rachel are beelining. They made it to the car safely. No one seemed like as like scared as I was. And I wasn't even in, in imminent danger, which is so crazy. It's so dirty. And then I ended up having a nightmare about a lion um, near Olivia's house who was like obsessed with me and kept like breaking into their house to like cuddle with me. It was, it was definitely connected to the, the deer incident. For sure, but maybe like sprinkled with a bit of Theo's subconscious. Yeah, actually the way the lion kind of circled and then plopped down on my legs was Theo <laughs> to a T. giving Theo. Yeah, but I was pretty scarred. So what you're saying is the deer run this town. Yeah, well in New Jersey. In New York, the rats run this town. I guess in New Jersey, the deer run this town. It doesn't sound so bad. It was kind of a beautiful deer. Yeah. But it was just like this huge animal. It was crazy. Wow. Yeah. So, so much drama. The book club is always causing drama. Don't they always? Yeah. And it's you know kind what? of like the point of a book club. I feel like people join a book club. They think it's like, you know, a nice, social. wholesome social activity. But like book clubs, they're just also looking for a bit of drama. I feel like it's really the whole point. Yeah. It's our, like our book subversive. Club doesn't, our book club doesn't have like actual drama, but I'm always trying to find an angle, you know? Yeah. Well, you should choose a book that would be really divisive. Yeah, find like the weak spot of the book club and exploit it. Yeah. I just, really why I love my book club is because I always eat good. Last time we had like such a good home-cooked meal. We had spaghetti, we had salmon, we had uh, potatoes. So when you have it at your place, what do you guys eat? So actually, I haven't hosted yet. Everyone loves to host. It's not like, oh, who's hosting this month? That's why we call ourselves the Balabusta Book Club because we're all like real homemakers except for me. So there's never been like, oh, damn, where are we going to do it this month? You know, next month we've got two people fighting. Oh. Natalie wants to do it and Abe wants to do it. So until there's like a drought, then I'll be like, okay, I'll do it. But so far, it's not... Slim Pickens. What would you cook? Would you have Ben prepare something? It depends. It depends on like where I'm at that week, like busy wise. Either I'd have Ben cook, I would have like a caterer, or I would just order in kosher food. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you were going to say, or you would try and cook. Fuck no. No. It's like literally not even an option. No. No, I would have like pre-prepared from like a Park East or like a kosher grocer. Yeah. Yeah, no, I'm not cooking. Beautiful. But so far nobody's asked. Okay. I also love the book club because it gives me such good fodder for the podcast. Totally. That's like the Redheads. New episode drops next week. I feel like it's been so long since there's been a Redheads. It has been because the first Thursday of July is like in the July 6th, I think, because maybe the first day is like a Wednesday. Mm. That happens sometimes, and it's really nice. We get a lot of extra time. And we recorded our June episode a week early because of Memorial Day. So we literally had like six weeks in between episodes. I've never read so many books. We always share at the end, like how many books we read uh, in the off season. I've never had this many. Like I'm... A little embarrassed. There's no, so many. I, we do that in our book club too. It's like what at the end we're like, what else did everyone read this month? I read eight books this month. Oh my, I read nine. It's crazy. It's crazy. Also, those fucking Frida McFadden sneak up on you. She's also so quick. Yeah, like I have three Frida McFaddens. Yeah. yeah. What can you do? Nothing. Nothing. So let's get into the stories. Let's. The top story of the day is that Madonna was rushed to the hospital. Yes. She's been intubated in the ICU after being found unresponsive. Now, what does intubated mean? Uh, like in a tube? Oh, a tube. Yeah, like she's held breathing. Oh, man. Yeah. I was thinking like a hyperbaric chamber. No, no. Oh, a tube. Intubated, that's like what they 
put COVID patients on. Right, like respirator vibes? Vibes, but I think it's more for the lungs. Damn. Yeah. And did they say why? Um, There's like some things going on. Her um, manager had said that she developed a serious bacterial infection, which led to a several day stay in the ICU. I saw a headline that she's been rehearsing for her tour. She had like 12 days of like nonstop. Mm -hmm. um, Going going and practicing and whatnot but to be intubated that sounds like the exhaustion right you get like dehydration you go for like a, you you can go to the hospital but it's not like ICU right and she was found unresponsive damn um and then taken to the hospital so it, it sounds very serious it does but also they obviously kept this under wraps because she's like now it it's not like I feel like sometimes we get the news it's like Madonna found unresponsive and then we wait days to hear what happened yeah like she was able to keep this private and then her manager was able to tell everyone when they were sort of out of the woods yeah because it was Saturday that she was rushed to the hospital oh and today's what Thursday so yeah so she's now out of the ICU but she's still under medical care and a full recovery is expected I wonder if she'll still go on tour it depends what happened like yeah what actually happened yeah I wouldn't be surprised if there's more to the story than what they feel comfortable sharing, and that's totally fine. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's really scary. Um, quick question about speaking about tours. Do we have Lizzo as a story today? No. Some okay. things got cut. Some, there are stories on the cutting room floor today. I do quickly want to talk about Did you see what happened with Lizzo? I saw... No. I... I so saw a, a headline, but Lizzo I Lizzo went to see Beyonce, and then she, like, of course, was, like, so, like, obsessed she went on her Instagram or her TikTok and made like a couple of videos just about how amazing it was. And the real key message of what she had said was like, what Beyonce's doing is so like incomprehensible and she's not even going to be um, like appreciated in her own time, like years and years in the future. Like we will be able to really understand what Beyonce was doing. Like the most popular thing right now pales in comparison to Beyonce's tour. And it did feel, you know, very pointed because Beyonce and Taylor are really on the same tour right now. They're playing the same venues in the same countries at the same level with the same amount of people. But Taylor's tour has really overtaken the narrative. I don't really see like a ton of stories or um, chatter about Beyonce's tour. It's like they're both equally as impressive, but something about Taylor's tour has just gotten, you know, the media and and the fans talking more and so it, it was it felt like what Lizzo was saying was definitely like a little bit of a slight at Taylor the most popular person right now like won't even compare to what we all really when we all finally understand what Beyonce is doing so it felt pointed did she say what Beyonce is doing or just she was, she was what speaking Beyonce's vaguely doing? yeah yeah she was speaking vaguely okay um and then I, I do believe she had to end up um, deactivating her Twitter because the Swifties came after her. And, you know, the Swifties can be deeply unwell. Mm-hmm. And they were, like, you know, being inappropriate about, like, her body. And I think it got, like, racist. So um, it was an interesting saga. I think the conversation, though, like, I, I do think, I actually do think that Lizzo doesn't like Taylor Swift because there's, like, been one other time she was on live with SZA and Taylor came up. And it was right after the Grammys. Um... And SZA was like kind of gushing about Taylor um, because Taylor's like a big fan of SZA. And I think Taylor like beelined for SZA at the Grammys to like, you know, fawn over her. And Lizzo just like stayed quiet, like literally just stayed quiet. That's so interesting. And I do feel like if they did get along, there would be examples that we could cite of like, you know, them interacting, interacting. But you know what? Not everyone has to get along. Agreed. And, And in real life, a lot of people don't get along. So when celebrities are like so phony, like they get along with everyone, like... 
it's like, phony. Oh, it's phony. So I'm, I'm totally fine with them not getting along. Um, it does feel like a pointed message. But I also feel like Taylor is doing all the things that she's doing. And of course, people are obsessed with her. But she also like knows how to like market market and drive headlines and everything. Like even the, the two different songs. Mm-hmm. Every It's a marketing thing. Yeah, it's marketing. And that's what she does. And, and like they're just different like her and Beyonce are just different people like Beyonce's just like doing her show also Beyonce started her tour internationally and Taylor started her store her tour in America and then they're literally going to swap like right. next year is when Beyonce and comes sure to America we'll be hearing all about Beyonce's Beyonce. tour and like and all Taylor's, the people that you follow are going to Beyonce's tour and all the celebrities are going to be going right it's yeah I think they're going to swap in terms and I, I, I'm sure it was done on purpose like I'm sure Taylor knew that Beyonce was planning a tour and Beyonce knew that Taylor was planning a tour and they probably had to like fight for dates. So one of them choosing to start internationally was clearly like a, a decision. Yeah. So I just think it's interesting. And like, like when Taylor's international, like I don't think we're going to we'll be, be following. talking about like every single secret song and all the guests and yeah. everything. So while I think the Swifties like really need to calm down, like I do wonder like what Lizzo's thing with Taylor is. Yeah. Because that, like, live stream with her and SZA, like, she was literally, she just shut, like, Lizza, SZA was saying, did I say Lizza? I know, but you almost did. SZA <laughs> was just, like, like gushing over Taylor, and Lizzo did not move. That's funny. Or respond. Interesting factoid. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? A little yeah. more medical news. Ooh. Pete Davidson is in rehab, mm. but is expected out pretty soon. So Pete Davidson has checked into treatment. People has confirmed a source close to the SNL alum tells people he's in rehab, but he should be getting out pretty soon. He's said to be receiving inpatient therapy to address issues related to post-traumatic stress disorder and his prior borderline personality diet. Uh, disorder diagnosis according to the initial report by page six a source close to him said Pete will often check himself into rehab to work on these issues his friends and family have been supportive during this time he's been very open about his mental health yeah struggles um and we've reported he's had some not great moments moments and uh the car crash behavior recently so I think this comes oh, at the a- voicemail what voicemail? That he left for PETA. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, it was funny, but it was unhinged. Mostly the car crash was just... Bizarre. Very bizarre. So I'm glad he's getting the help that he needs. It seems like he goes to rehab, like, it's like a tune-up for him. And yeah. It's something that he'll constantly have to... Like, keep doing. Keep up with. Because um, it did seem like he was not in his best place. Yeah, but it also feels like for the last few weeks, like, since the PETA thing, he's been very quiet. So, like, him getting treatment, like, makes sense timeline-wise. Yeah. If he's almost done. Yeah, I don't know how long treatment. Me will neither. Be. But wishing him well. Wishing I wonder if him well. and Chase Suey Wonders are still together. I, I I think that they are. This article that, still calls her his girlfriend. And they've been together for like a long time. Yeah. And she's not the typical girl like he's been seen with back to back over the last few years. He always went with someone like older, more famous, kind of buzzy. And she, I think they worked on something together. She's not like crazy famous at all. Yeah. Um, and I think they're probably really well suited for each other. They're both like low key. Well, I don't know her very well, but I hope that she's a good influence on him. Yeah. I don't know what she does in her personal life. So true. That's so true. Good call. So wishing him well. Everyone is, you know, fallen ill. I know. That's what the stories are. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Oh, you don't have a hot take on Pete going to rehab? <laughs> no. You don't think he needs it? That, that I do think that he needs it or I think he doesn't need it. You think that he should stay spiraling? No. Is that your hot take? No, oh, no. Okay. That's, I've said, like, I'm glad he's catching it before it gets... Like, yeah. there was obviously some 
erratic behavior yeah. happening and now he's getting help. Yeah, yeah I'm yeah. happy for him. No hot take? No hot take. I support him. You do? As a person. Like, yeah. I, I want the best for him. Yeah. You know? Okay, yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Which is some really sweet family news because John Legend has shared a photo with his four kids after Chrissy Teigen revealed yesterday that they welcomed secretly another baby via surrogate. By the way, the story was so confusing to me at first because I'm like, yeah, we know she just yeah, had a baby. Yeah, I got like people notification, Chrissy Teigen welcomes a new child. I'm like, I Yeah, know. we know people. We know, we but know. no. So Chrissy Teigen had a baby five months ago and then I guess just uh, this week they welcomed a baby via surrogate on June 19th. Okay, so 10 days ago. Um, named Ren, a son, and then they still have their, their two older children. So now Miles, family. Luna. What was the, the third? Cute. And Ren. Cute. So family of four now. And she put like a whole statement on her Instagram explaining Explain. like they had after she lost her her baby, she, they w did a surrogate and it didn't take. She wanted twins. She really always wanted four kids and it didn't take. But then she did IVF like there was a million things going on at once. And two things actually happened to stick. And I think that like they loved this surrogate that they had met. And I think their baby is middle name is actually for the surrogate Ren He's Alexandra or Alexander. Alexander and then the surrogate's name is Alexandra which is really sweet um so that's so nice for them so nice for them and you know what I had an interesting thought because Chrissy has a five-month-old and I think she's breastfeeding mm -hmm. and so I wonder if she'll be able to breastfeed the new oh, baby oh for sure how nice is that that is nice like little life hack yeah. That, that by the way, definitely. If she wants. Oh, did she say she's breastfeeding? No, I, oh. I didn't see anything about it. I was just like thinking about right. it because also like there's this photo of her breastfeeding Esty. Oh, so and Esty's five months. I don't know how old the baby is here. Not five months. Right, but if she is still breastfeeding, she can. I'm she sure, can by the way, I'm sure she thought about it's that. It's called tandem feeding. That's when you got insane. A kid on each breast. A, a kid on each titty. Uh huh. Damn. If you were still breastfeeding Harry, which you're not, but like some people do, go. What is he? Fifteen months. 16, yeah. Like some people do. You know, we all saw Game of Thrones. So would you tandem? What do you mean? Oh. <laughs> if Harry was still breastfeeding? So, well, it's also complicated to breastfeed during a pregnancy. Like, Oh, is it? Yeah. Um, typically, like, you can do it and people do it. And I have no, like if you're doing it, I think that's awesome. But um, some doctors recommend like stopping at a certain point because it can like induce labor Oh, to, you know. Some people actually like will use their breast pump if they're trying to go into labor. Oh, like it's like one of the oh, things you know, like walking, spicy food, sex, sex like, yeah, doing that. Interesting. I mean, Harry's teeth are <laughs> literally the craziest thing I've ever seen in my life. They're so fucking sharp. Yeah. One time he accidentally bit me. I swear to God, I had to go to the hospital. Like their fangs, I would not let that near your your nipple. Yeah. So would I tandem feed like at the same time? Probably not. Logistically, it would be too hard, especially with like a newborn. They're so like tiny and Harry's enormous. Right. And maybe I would like do it once to like just try it as a new experience. But also Harry being as old as he is, he would probably if he were still breastfeeding would only be like once or twice a day, mm -hmm. whereas the baby would be eating like eight times a day. Right. So it's just like it's not going to work. No, I I'm OK. But that's like when you have twins, that's what you do. Right. You know, the twin, twins is the dream for me. Um, even though I know like the year, maybe two years like after, like would be the worst, like like the hardest. And I was thinking like, okay, do you need two different nurseries when you have twins? Because like what if one of them wakes up and starts crying and then the other one wakes up? Yeah, so 
like no you don't need two different nurseries I do wonder about them waking each other up but like you have to remember like they've been together for 10 months like to separate them it's giving three identical strangers but you can't put two twins in the same bassinet or the same crib I think I don't know how people sleep how the twins actually sleep but like I've seen photos on Instagram of like two twins in the crib napping right like this but town is big enough for the two of them. But it might just be like because it looks nice and it sounds nice. But right, I but like the do- American Pediatric Association says right. no. I think you do wind up getting like two bassinets, uh-huh. and then when they're bigger, you get two cribs. But maybe like they hang out in the same bassinet because you want that warmth of your twin. I used to like I think like when I was a kid and I was like very self-absorbed. I used to think like being a twin was the worst thing that could have like if I was a twin like I would not be okay like sharing everything, sharing the spotlight. But now as an adult who like is going to have children, one, it's awesome for the mom. And two, like what's better? Than having like a built, a built in, in best friend. Yeah. Like two, two of my best friends, one who's in the book club, Anna doesn't read, but Rachel does. Um, they're like best friends. They live in the same building. They like are, one of them has a baby, another one's having a baby. Like it's so, they work together. Like what's better? Sounds like us. It does sound like us. So I feel like you've had a lot of the twin experience. And I do feel like if you were an actual twin, like, a born twin like you wouldn't you see couldn't, it the way no 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 not at all you couldn't possibly be as like lively as you are yeah. like because you would you share more so like balancing off another person yeah I just think like every new life experience would be so much easier not that and that came off as saying like twins aren't lively but like you know what, like you I know like, what you mean you know what I mean like yeah, you would course. always be a half yeah of a, of a unit. Of a unit. Which has enormous benefits. Yes. Like going to a new school, starting camp. Like you have a friend. Like you're not like feeling awkward. Yeah. And it's that's also on a crutch. another level. Because it's also like siblings. I felt that way so many times like with Olivia. Yeah. But like at, even with you and Olivia, like starting a new camp or starting a new school, like you're different grades. Yes. No. When we started a new school, we were different grades. That was actually hard. But when we started a new camp, we just like requested each other on our like, you know, when they said, and they put you, know, you in the same bunk. Do you know anyone? And so I was like, Olivia. <laughs> and they put us in the same bunk, which right. was crazy because we're people not the think same you were age. twins. Yes. When before we came to camp, they were like, oh, the two Asha girls that are in the same bunk, like they're tw- probably be- twins. Yeah. And we were not. Mm-hmm. Um, but it worked out nice. Yeah. Very nice. Yeah. I still want to have twins. I'll take quintuplets. Okay, but I've been sending you, I get like. I know. Oh, did you see what I sent you about I, that Yeah, woman? like the actual stomach. No, and then also like the after effects. Like it's really hard. It moves all your organs and like your abdominal wall. And it, that woman that I sent you, she was in a lot of pain. Damn. Years later. Oh. And then uh, she, her, she wasn't, I forget where she was from, but her captions weren't in English. And so I was reading them via translate and, and it didn't translate. I didn't as it understand should. everything, but she said like there's a surgery for it, but like sometimes the surgery, like it's still painful. Damn. Like nobody talks about that. Yeah. She was going to be on like, if she was like Swedish or something, she was going to be on a TV program about it. How exciting. Yeah. First time I was ever on television was on a Swedish TV program. It sounds like they have great programming. Sounds like they do. Interesting stuff. <laughs> Anyways, congratulations to the legend Tegan oh, family. Oh yeah, that's really nice. It's so crazy how like literally in a few months you go from being a family of three to a family of five. In a few months you go from being a family of, oh sorry, yeah. I thought you meant kids wise. No, family two to four. No, sorry, family of four to a family of six. six. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. Hmm. And I'm happy for them. That's crazy to have a sibling that would be five years, five months younger than you. Oh, you're in the same grade, but you're not twins. Yeah. That's crazy. They would call that Irish twins, but this is not Irish twins. What's Irish twins? When they would be from the same gestational carrier, same mother, Uh but they do have the same mother. But like getting pregnant 
and then getting pregnant like immediately after and having two kids within one year. Okay, that's not the same. And not the same as this. This is crazy. Like they're gonna be in the same grade and everything, but they won't be twins. Yeah, that's crazy. But like if you gave birth and then like say a month later got pregnant again, right. and then like- That I know. That's Irish yeah. twins. I get it. Cool. Yeah. Are you ready for our next story? Yeah. Bravo is planning a Vanderpump Rules spinoff with Jax, Kristen, and Brittany, says a report. So Bravo is reportedly working on a Vanderpump Rules spinoff. According to a deadline report published on Wednesday, the new show is said to include former cast members Jax Taylor, Brittany Cartwright, and Kristen Doty. While deals have yet not been confirmed, the hour reported that the new reality series will feature an eight-episode season. That's so little. Yeah, I guess it's a test. Yeah, I mean, um, I think people have been talking about this for so long. There was, before everyone got fired, there was like a lot of rumors about Valley Village becoming its own show and everyone having kids, maybe like all the moms being on one show. And I do think with the new, like kind of renaissance of Vanderpump Rules, the more content, the better. But I do think this particular show like really needs Stassi. Yeah, do you talk to her about it a little bit? I, like on the toast, I don't think that I did. I she I talked about her re return to reality right. TV. And she said it's, it depends on the show. Yeah, I asked her if it was completely off the table, and she said no. Like she does miss it, and she's so like built for it, and she still has this huge fan base. Um, and I don't know if that means like her own show, but I do think like this would probably be a good return for her. And there is like drama there, like between ja her, yeah. Jackson, Brittany and her and Bo. We like never really got a lot of Bo and Bo's such like an integral part of her podcast and her tour and her fans love him. So I actually feel like this is probably like the right move for her, but I don't know if she'll do it. Yeah, I agree. With Especially now that. they have like all have kids. They need like this show sounds good, but they need more. Of course, it can't just be the three of them. I sh I'm sure they're trying to get other people who we know and then maybe some people that we don't yeah, know Yeah, like yet. new uh, friends of theirs who have maybe also like have kids and live in the valley. Yeah, and then like do you think that, I guess Sheena and Lala at one point might have like jumped ship. But at now, one point, yes, but no. no. Even though like Lala's so close to like Stassi and I think she's close with Britney too. Yeah. Lala really like does fit on this new format. Yeah, but no, no. But no, you like, would never leave. If they didn't leave the sinking ship, they're certainly not going to leave, you know, the Royal Caribbean. Right. Yeah, I don't know. And we knew this was coming, and I think... There's been so many, like, rumors about this over the years, even before, you know, Scandal, and then it just... But there's so many rumors about Vanderpump Rules in general that I, I don't really pay much mind to them. I think what had happened was, like, before COVID and before everyone got fired, and they were, like, working with, like, Charlie and the new girls, they did think about making this spinoff show for, like, all the married, older, um, like, OG castmates. Then when everyone got fired, I think it was, like, whatever. And then with the renaissance of Vanderpump Rules with Scandaball, they were like, wait, look, at, look how many people were tuning into these podcasts with Jax, Brittany, Stassi, Kristen. Like, there was so much fanfare and hype for them that now it makes sense to bring the, like I think the idea has always been there and it's been on the table, then off the table. Now I think it's back on the table. Yeah. I'm here for it. Me too. Like say what you want about Jax, but that man is made for television. And also now all of these people are watching old seasons of Vanderpump Rules right. for the first time. Right. Like they're falling in love with Stassi mm -hmm. and Kristen and, and Brittany. you know, just feeling really passionate about these characters. Like there's an audience for them. That's so true. Now it's like the second wave. Yeah. I think it's good. I, I'm, I would watch it. 100%. Are you ready for our fifth and final story? Yeah. It's a little submersible update. Uh, it's oh, been yeah. a few days since we've had one, but presumed human remains have been recovered from the Titan sub wreckage, the Coast Guard says. 
So crews have recovered presumed human remains while searching through the wreckage of the Titan submersible, according to the U.S. Coast Guard. Medical professionals will conduct a formal analysis of what is believed to be human remains that were carefully recovered within the wreckage at the site of the incident, the Coast Guard said in a news release. The Coast Guard also said that the Marine Board of Investigation intends to transport the evidence aboard a U.S. Coast Guard and Cutter to a port in the U.S. where they'll be able to facilitate further analysis and testing. Yeah, they got like paparazzi footage of them like loading out all the different pieces of the submersible um and i have to imagine like it was sealed so even when it like combust there's probably like body parts in there no yeah i didn't when they announced like that the they had found like debris on the ocean floor and that the thing imploded like i did not imagine that the pieces would be this big yeah well at first they said it like exploded whatever but then like i saw a bunch of experts being like because of the pressure it actually probably um like compounded like I don't know what the right word like is folded into itself folded into like shrunk almost like yeah. so and everyone would have just like instantly been Pruh. so that tracks with what I saw but no yeah. like, I don't think it exploded like to bits I was thinking to bits Got and it. It, for me like the word debris like we we have Thinks had of conversations like, yeah. of what debris means but uh, to me it meant bits yeah like shrapnel yeah like and then it's like, how do you even recover that right. on the ocean floor? So yeah, this like, I mean, I'm sure this will bring some more peace to the families to like have their remains found and give a proper burial, right. perhaps. Um, I can't really imagine like what condition no, people's no. bodies are in. No, but like... It brings me, peace. It's like, and closure. Right, like you can like physically lay someone to rest. Yeah. So sad, like this whole... Saga. Mm-hmm. I guess it like it really did end in one of the better possibilities. Like in ter- like they were like they were dead, but all of the ways that they could have died, or or maybe we never even found out. Like of all the ways, like this is one of the better ones. Like in terms of like peace of mind. Yes, but it's like the saddest thing. Yeah. Oh, and I saw this morning that the company Titan plans on like continuing these sort of excavations will there be any changes i'm i'm sure but i can't imagine a singular person would go now like knowing what we all know yeah like i imagine that the people who went this time and and all previous times like really imagined it was a safe excursion but like now we know it's not so anybody going has that understanding like this was so sad because these people went on what they thought was like a routine totally safe people had done it before made it even scarier but like now we all know so if anyone's going like first of all what are you doing and second of all like you know now yeah like you have the knowledge of you might not come back because other people haven't yeah but I think for some thrill seekers and adventurers and explorers that's always a risk yeah but they they but I didn't feel like this particular group of people was like thrill seeking you know they were like older not necessarily thrill seeking but explorers is the right word I guess they were just like businessmen no, but like Hamish had done adventures like this before. Hmm. Um, to the, I think the father. And son. Not the son, but the father and then the, the French naval expert were both really big Titanic fanatics. Right. Damn. And then the son was supporting his dad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Terrible. Really terrible. Well. But glad to have some closure. Yeah, it's like a wrap on that.
Yeah. Um, should we do Dear Toasters? Let us. Well, Dear Toasters is brought to you first by Fashion Pass, which is actually where my romper is from today. Even though Jackie said it's giving 2018. 2018 I think it, toast. I think it's giving like cute summer girly swirly with a knack for style. That's what I think. And a great tan. So we have been, thank you. We have been Fashion Pass girlies for years. And there, if there was ever a time to sign up for Fashion Pass, this is it. We know you have a million weddings, vacations, activities this summer. And Fashion Pass is perfect for that. So it's a rental service where you get unlimited clothing rentals where you can swap out your pieces as many times a month as you want. So you know you're only going to wear that dress once to a wedding or you'll think about those vacation outfits once you get your picture, you're done. And that's what Fashion Pass is for. They have all the best brands like Good American, For Love and Lemons, Beck and Bridge, Show Me Your Moo Moo. These are all pieces that retail for between $200 and $600. So when you're renting, you're getting an insane value. You save so much money because you're not buying clothes all the time. We are both on the trendsetter plan. So we get four clothing items per order and we can switch out as often as we want. It's not like we have to wait till the end of the month to return it, which can be really annoying. The shipping is super fast. They take care of the dry cleaning. Everything is done for you. So you just send it back in the pre-labeled bag. And when you're done, you can choose new items. It couldn't be easier. And the best part is that if you find something you really love and you want to keep it, you can buy it directly from Fashion Plus, which is more sustainable. But it's also on sale because you're buying it directly from them. So it can be anywhere from 30 to 60% off. We, of course, have a discount code for you. It is the best discount they are offering. And you're not going to want to go anywhere else to shop. If you go to fashionpass.com slash toast, you can use code toast at checkout, where you'll get $40 off your first month. Months, you can try it for just literally $49. That's unlimited rentals for just $49 with code TOAST. Today's episode is also brought to you by Impossible Foods. So it is hot grill summer. We're cooking, we're making burgers, dogs, whatever it is that you want. And Impossible Foods wants you and your grill to join them in making meat history. So as you guys may or may not know, Jax especially is a big Impossible girly. Impossible beef is delicious. It tastes like beef and historically speaking, beef is delicious. But the fun thing about Impossible beef is that it's made from plants. So it has zero animal hormones. It has 19 grams of protein per serving and it's better for the planet. So this sub, well, I mean, with July 4th coming up, I feel like everybody's getting ready for a barbecue season. And whether you are a vegetarian, a vegan, we are kosher, or you just, you know, eat more sustainably and you don't want, you know, animal hormones in your food and you want to help preserve the planet. There's a million reasons to try Impossible Foods. They're meat quote, meats are so good. Perfect for Your July 4th. Your won't even know the difference if you want to prank them. It's so true. Your guests won't even know the difference. So you can start making meat history today. Just head over to the meat aisle at your local grocery store, grab some impossible beef or patties, and you can get grilling. Grilling season is upon us. Like, treat yourself, treat the planet, treat everyone, and shop Impossible Foods. I love their Impossible Beef. And I actually recently had on an airplane an Impossible Beef burrito that was absolutely delicious. Me and Margot scarfed the whole thing down. Interesting. I know, isn't that? That does sound good. Oh, wait, no, no, I can't close the iPad. It's Dear Toaster's time. Our weekly advice segment where we give advice to the girlies. The girlies in need, the girlies going through work troubles, boyfriend troubles, body troubles, whatever it is, you could submit two ways. Now, we have two different ways of submitting uh, submissions for Dear Toaster's. The first first is if you go to thetoastpodcast.com, scroll down, there's a submission box. It's completely anonymous. Or you can email deartoasters at gmail.com. Two different ways. All right, are you ready? Mm-hmm. Dear Jackson Claude, every Sunday, my husband and his 70-year-old best friend go on long bike rides. Post-bike ride, my husband makes his friend breakfast at our home. Breakfast usually lasts about two hours. Here's my issue. During the breakfast portion of their Sundays, the 70-year-old is walking around my house and eating breakfast with his shirt off, wearing only small, tight biking shorts. I've explained to my husband that it's really disgusting, and neither one of us knows how to approach a situation without hurting the elderly man's feelings. Any advice would be wonderful. 
So I have to imagine that his shirt is sweaty, right? That's why he took it off. So why doesn't your husband just offer him an old t-shirt? But maybe he's also sweaty and like wants to dry off. I get it, but like, the thing is, like, you're really never going to change a 70-year-old's no, habits. And you can't, and you, it's honestly disrespectful to try. Mm, hot take. Yeah. She said she wasn't going to have many hot takes, but she does. I said oh, that's a story. Yeah. Like, at 70 years old, like. You have to let them be. Earn the right to do things the way that he wants. I do feel for you because this would bother me as well. Could they eat outside, perhaps? That's nice. Do you have a patio or a balcony? Some alfresco dining. And then in the winter, he'll be so cold, he'll put it on the jacket. Okay, so that's a good option. Suggest eating outside. I also don't think it, it would hurt to be like, hey, I'm going to grab a clean shirt. Want one? You know, yeah. like ask. Yeah. What's wrong but with that? That is a crazy thing to do. I'm not saying this is like. It's, it's something only a 70-year-old can get away with. Yeah. And it's gross, like chest hair, like it's gross. We're eating, Sweat, we're in the kitchen. He's yeah. just worked out and then you're sitting on my chair. Like, trust me, I'm with we you. We empathize. But at some point, like 70-year-olds are going to do their thing and like you really can't change their habits. You know, mm -hmm. they are who they are at this point. Yeah. That's really a perk of getting older. People yeah. stop asking so much of you because you're, you're old. You are who you are. Right. Try these two options and if it doesn't work, like let go and let God. Like it is what it is. Mm -hmm. Maybe the they should start going out for breakfast. Love that. Alfresco dining has potential. Depends where do you live. Yeah. You writing in from Alaska, you know? Or Arizona. Both have alfresco dining. Alaska? Yeah, in the summer. Right, but Arizona you can eat outside year round. But I have to imagine if they were like if they had like an outdoor setup, like that this wouldn't have been, you know, this would have been an option months ago. Yeah. But try. Just try. All right, ready? Mm -hmm. Hey, girlies. So I invited my single friend out to go to a concert with my husband and a group of our friends. We are all close with one of the couples in the group. Our daughters are best friends with them. We see them every week for play dates. But long story short, the wife of this couple couldn't get into the concert because she was too drunk. So her husband sent her home in an Uber and her husband still went to the concert. He ended up fucking my single no. friend by the end of the night on my couch. Then they proceeded to meet up for breakfast the next day, or sorry, not the next day, the following Monday. What would you guys do? Should I tell my friend, aka the wife? Should I keep this to myself? Should I move on? Oh my God. I just want to say, like, I know it's not the point here, but like, if I was ever too drunk to get somewhere no, and Ben sent me home, like, bitch, take me home. You're not sending me in a random Uber. Clearly this couple is not in the most stable Place. relationship right now. But I, and I have like a, you know, typically like you mind your own business, whatever, but like really, if this were you, like think okay, about if think. it were you. Let me think of like, okay, I have a single friend, got it. And you have a couple friend. Your kid, okay. Okay. Like they're not your best friends, but like they're in your life. Yep, I'm, I'm, I'm picturing it. And the girl went home yep. drunk and the husband hooked up with your friend. What would you do? I guess in this situation, my allegiance is to my friend, right? Like couple friends are different than like a friend. You know what I mean? Yeah. But like a friend who would do this, like I don't want a friend like that, honestly. <laughs> yeah, no, it's, it's deplorable. I don't know. I don't know. The thing is though, they're, it just, I feel like their relationship is not in a great place. And like, maybe she doesn't know that they cheat. Right. Like maybe they have an arrangement. Because, like, he's kind of brazen going That's for right, breakfast right. on Monday. And, like, yeah, you don't just, like, meet a girl at a concert and, like, hook up with her on your friend's couch in plain view right, for like, the first time of having an affair. Right, like, when everyone knows, like, you're not really doing a good job at keeping a secret, it's like you don't really have a lot to lose. So either, yeah. therefore, your relationship is in a really bad place or you have some sort of arrangement. 
So would you tell the friend? Fuck, I don't know. I think I would force the husband, who I know as a couple friend, be like, you tell your wife, because if you don't, I will. And honestly, that might be a bluff, but like you just have to, like it's his problem. Like he shit the bed and why are you cleaning it up? I think what I would do in practice, like really trying to put myself in the situation is like I would try and talk to the wife and get a better understanding of like their relationship. Maybe get her to like, like, maybe that's between them and she's not going to share it with you and that's not indicative of what's actually going on. No, no. But like I might poke around first, see yeah. what this information might do. Would it be new news? So it's like would a it, hot potato. Like you don't want it. Like give it to someone else. Yeah. But I feel like if it were me, I wouldn't be close enough with the husband to be like, you go tell her. But you know what? Like, you have to be assertive. Like, you're now in this shit situation. Your single friend, she don't give a fuck. Like, it's not her no. relationship. It's really on the husband. Of course it is. But, it, like, he also had an affair. Like, why are we expecting Yeah, decency? maybe, okay, maybe you tell your husband, toaster, tell your husband to talk to the husband who cheated. Say, so you got to tell your wife or else my wife will. Okay. I think that's good. Okay. It's horrible, especially with the situation I'm thinking in my mind. Yeah. And none of these people would do it, I swear. Like, none of these people, the single girl in my mind who I thought is, like, one of my best friends from middle school, I would never think she would, but I just needed, like, a person, you know? Yeah. And this couple love each other. They would never get, never. But putting myself in the situation, it's, it's so bueno. No, I really feel for you. Me too. But I don't think this is one of the situations where you can do nothing. Because if they found out, if the wife found out that you knew... Oh my God, like you look, you look like an asshole. No, and also like you have to put yourself in her situation. Like, would you want to, like everyone knows this information except for her. I would want someone to tell right, me. Right, you look stupid with, with everyone just like talking about it and not telling you. Yeah. Yeah, that's true. So I would want someone to tell me for sure. Okay, here's our third and final. Hey, Jackson Charity, obsessed with both of you beyond. I've never laughed as much, so much listening to your podcast and truly feel like y'all are my friends while I'm working from home. Oh my God, thanks. Here's my dilemma. I've been at my job for a little over a year. When I took this job, I really wanted the opportunity, but my boss told me during my final interview that she was nervous to hire me because I haven't stayed at a job longer than two years. This was my third job out of college. I'm in my mid-20s. I told her just that I'm young. I'd been working my way up in the industry, taking new opportunities as they come to learn as much as possible. I did end up getting the job, but I've been waiting over a year at this new job now. I've been waiting for it to become exciting to me. I feel very bored, not stimulated. I just want... I was just offered a new job that is such an amazing opportunity in my industry. It has a 20% pay increase from my current role. I really want to take the new opportunity, but I'm nervous for future employers thinking that I can't stay at a job for too long. I don't want it to reflect poorly on my resume. I really want to take this new opportunity, but I need your thoughts slash validation on taking the new opportunities. As such established businesswomen, what are your thoughts on this? Is it bad to like have like to like hop around jobs? Obviously, Three, four, five months are bad, but like a year? Yeah, I didn't feel like that was such a red flag, but I do, yeah, if you're hiring. But you know what? Her boss ended up being no, right. I actually was gonna say that, like, I feel like she's a little bit right, and so are you, but if you're hiring someone and you see they only stayed a job for like one, two years, even though that feels like a long time, it's like, I don't wanna be hiring again for this position in right. two years. Like, I want someone who's like gonna grow with the company. Now, since you already have another job lined up, like, I would say go and take it, because if you didn't have a job, I would say don't leave your job and look for a job, because yeah, the one, the two two years the one year and it does sound a little bit like admittedly you're always looking for like the next shiny big thing yeah you're e not easily stimulated and it is a job like a job yep. and it's not always going to be exciting mm -hmm. and you thought this last opportunity a year ago was going to be the opportunity and now you have another one and I, I now I see maybe your boss was onto something 
But if this is a better job with a pay increase and you like, I don't see why. And not, you already got it. And you already got it. Like, I don't see why not to do it. And if you're worried about the few, the next job, worry, thinking that you are a short term employee, stay at this next job for many years. Yes, that. And I feel like you can always finagle a little bit the dates on your resume, like by like a couple months, you know? Yeah, but a couple months like won't make a big difference. But I did think at first like your boss was being like kind of critical. You're Me too. In your mid-20s, you're figuring yourself out. Two years is, is a long time. I agree. It's not nothing. So, but now I'm like, oh, maybe she's a soothsayer. She was onto something. Maybe she's a soothsayer because, yeah, it's, then you're saying exactly what she was worried you were going to say. Like, it's not that interesting or stimulating. Jackie's 100% right though. Like, this isn't a problem right now. Like you have a job offer, you got it with more money, with a bigger role. So you take it. But if you can manage to stay at this particular job for like three years, I think you've eradicated the problem. Yeah. Yeah. You Like I just, I never know if it's like a good or a bad thing. If someone's resume has like a million different jobs, it's like, well, were you the problem? And like you, or are you just like trying to snatch up as much opportunity as possible? You know, it's, it's good and it's bad. Yeah, I think that's a question you ask in an interview. And I think that there are right answers and wrong answers. Yeah. You know, like you, you are young. Maybe you're still trying to find like exactly what you want to do. But then it leaves it open to being like, okay, well, maybe this job isn't what you want to do either. And we're going to be screwed in a few months. Yeah. Um, but that's why there's references, right? Can't you call and ask past employers? Yeah. But also take the job. Take the job. Unequivocally take the job. Take the job, but definitely keep this in the back of your head. Like you don't want to be perceived as like a homie hopper. Yeah. So, I, and I think honestly her giving you that perspective is is really helpful. helpful. Yeah. Because I would never have really thought of that. Me neither. So take the job. Congratulations. Um, and also realize like not every job every day is going to be exciting and stimulating and like yeah, a job. All of those things. It's important to always remember, like, you don't, you work for someone else. Like, a job is a means to an end. It's how you go on vacation and enjoy your life and go out for drinks with your friends. It is not, for some people it is. Some people it's their purpose. But if it's not, like, that is okay. Like, having a nine to five job that you don't love, but that, like, affords you the luxury to pay your rent, to live a life that you, that's okay. Yeah. It's amazing when you find a passion. But I think people like look down on it if you don't. And I actually don't. Like if you if your job just gets you by, that is a blessing. And not everyone has that. Like I think that's okay too. Yeah. I totally agree. So I don't think, forget that. I think if you're expecting something from jobs in general that might not ever come, you're always going to be like looking to the next and the next and not just like blooming where you're planted and being like, listen, I have a good situation. A salary. Let's make the most of it. I'm not going to, you know, be finding my joy and my passion and my excitement here but that's okay and I that's have what all the these other things in my personal life and hobbies and side hustles are for that's what five to nine is for exactly yeah well take the job congrats on your new job yeah and thank you for writing into dear toasters our weekly advice segment where we do our best to help girlies in need from work from wedding from cheating things there's no problem we can't solve no crime we can't find by dinner time somebody has started drilling in the unit next door so we're gonna wrap this up thank you so much for listening to the Tesla Monday Morning Show we love the fast stories you need to remember bye bye love ya bye what the fuck <laughs>